So what's up, everyone, and welcome to the Mint City Soccer Show live here on Twitter. Um, I am one of your hosts, David Gussler, and I am here with the always amazing Matt Swift. So Matt, how are you doing tonight? Are you keeping dry at least with this summer storm going through the area? Yeah, we had a storm come come through just a little bit ago, but now it's it's nice and dry and having a good afternoon. Nice, man. It's, uh, it is storming right now. It was hailing a second ago. Um, so, you know, we're, we're keeping dry. My new dog is sleeping in the bed right now, trying to wait for this thunder to go away. So, uh, if you hear some thunder, Oh yeah, I think, I, I think I just heard some thunder in the background. <laughs> that is true. See, I'm not, I'm not making this up Swift that there's, there's thundering right now. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good Wednesday halfway through the week. Uh, we're doing this a little bit later in the week, but I think, you know, 4th of July holiday, uh, I know you and me both had some things going on work, etc. So we're, we're doing a little bit of a different, doing a Wednesday night show. Um, but we're here tonight. We're gonna, we had some Q&A questions, so thanks again to some folks who sent those in early on. So we're going to go into some Q&A. Um, but we're going to talk first about pretty historical moment, uh, Matt. And Charlotte FC played away against the Houston Dynamo uh, this past weekend and actually won and won their very first road win. And got three points on the road against Houston Dynamo. So Charlotte FC won a uh, one two to one. And so Matt, I mean, we're not going to go into this game too too much, but um, would love to kind of get your theme or what what was your thoughts originally of just the overall theme of the game from your perspective? Yeah, I, I tweeted out before the game that um, that we need to to make our own luck, um, and I, I felt like we. We did that in this game. Um, sometimes when things are not going your way, uh, we're definitely not getting calls. Um, and there's nothing you could do about it. All, all you have to do is put yourself in good positions. And I think that first goal um, was a prime example of put yourself in good positions, keep attacking, and you'll get some luck. Uh, and that's what we needed, right? We haven't really had anything like that go our way. Um, and like I said, we, we've had some calls goes, go against us, but... Um, yeah, when you when you just put yourself in good positions, you work hard and you create chances. Stuff stuff's gonna happen for you. So it was really nice, even though it was an own goal. It was really nice to see, uh, you know, Carroll being in a good spot, uh, balls being played in um, to give him a chance, and it puts pressure on defense. So um, I really liked it. Uh, we we missed a lot of opportunities, uh, clearly. But again, we created a lot of opportunities, and I, I think our finishing will improve a, as we go. So it was just very encouraging to see to see that in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said. I, I would say I'm, I'm was super ecstatic. I was at Salud watching this game, and it was amazing to see the team win, get their first road win, get three points, uh, score two goals. Even though one was an own goal, I don't really care. I, I love the the team's tweet about <laughs> you know. Uh, own goal, making their first appearance finally um, for the team. Veteran veteran presence there, so I love that tweet, by the way. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, I I, uh, I definitely think that the score should have been a lot different. We definitely had some missed opportunities, uh, missed chances uh, throughout the game. Um, but I will say, like it seemed like after that first goal that Charlotte FC went up against Houston, it seemed like I don't want to say like a relief happened a little bit, or like I. I it seemed like the players played a little bit more loose and a little bit better after that first, even though it was an own goal. It seemed mm-hmm. like they seemed like they they got motivated from that perspective, right? Um, but what would you think about the lineup that uh, Christian Latanzio put out on this game? I think it was a, a four three three, and um, 
what do you think about the starters and the, the lineup that he had? I thought it was very interesting. It, it, it raised some eye, eyebrows, and uh, but ultimately uh, it, it it paid off, and I think even more so with the subs that were that were brought in later. I, I think it was a good complement and a a cohesive game plan and strategy. Um, Houston's not you know the, the best team in the world, but but again you know you're coming off a a home loss. You're down a little bit. You're on the road, uh, and sometimes you just need a little luck. And, and again, it's it. We didn't win because of luck. We we won because we created a lot of chances. I mean, we could have easily won uh, four to one, <laughs> but um, but again, it 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 wasn't those it, this these types of games can go the other way too. When you miss a lot of chances, you can get burnt. But the fact that we kept in it and again made made the subs that we did. Uh, and kept going was uh, a huge relief for me as a fan, and I, I, I would imagine probably so for the players as well. So I know you said that it was kind of shocking with the lineup. I remember I remember texting you, I think what 15 minutes before the game started, and mm-hmm. or whenever the lineup dropped. And I'm, I'm just saying, I just remember saying, "Hey," I screenshot it and sent it over. I was like, "Wow." You're like, yeah, what 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 is this for a second there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so for those who didn't watch or you know. Um, may have missed the game or don't know the lineup that we're talking about. So Charlotte still continued in that kind of like that 4-3-3. I don't know if you look at Foot Mob, but they, they have some kind of crazy formation, 4-1-4-1 something going on. But, um, you know, back line hasn't changed much the past few weeks other than, you know, the rotation of Fuchs and Awful for Jalen and uh, Mora. But, you know, Crujo and Walks seems like it's being solidified as that center back, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, Brant Bronico continues to start at that number six. But I think the biggest change was that those two other midfield positions, right? So Sergio Ruiz got us another start for Charlotte FC. Um, you know, the team's very first signing ever. And then for a lot of fans, expected to kind of start early on um, for the majority of our games at this point, right? Um, and then uh, McNeil was also a start who, for those who don't know, uh, made his first appearance in MLS against uh, Montreal when we had that kind of health and safety protocol um, scare with the team a few weeks ago. So, um, and then obviously you had Andre, Carroll, and Camille up top as your top three. So, um, what do you think about you know the Sergio and McNeil kind of playing there in that center with Brandt compared to the typical Alcivar and Bender? I thought they complemented uh, each other very well. You know, we've been missing someone that can take the ball and run at uh, run at a team, and I think Mc- McNeil is is young and hungry. And sometimes that leads to being aggressive. And I think it's exactly what we needed. And then you have Sergio, who's more calculated, uh, has a good head on his shoulders, can see the field really well. Um, and I think that's what we're going to need more of going down the stretch, too. And I'm not saying that that's the, the midfield pairing that we'll go with, but we need, uh, when we sign a player, someone that can do what you know McNeil has done in two games now is just run at players. We need somebody that's aggressive. But he also needs someone in the midfield beside of that player that can see the field well uh, again and be consistent and play um, uh, really nice balls to feet. Uh, and, and like I said, just, just see the field really well. Yeah, and so for those who don't know who Quinn McNeil is, uh, he was actually a, a player that we signed after the um, draft. And so he was another player that came from Clemson with George Marks um, and actually just pulled him up here a few minutes ago. And for those who are local and – have played club soccer throughout 
you know, the Carolinas and Charlotte, uh, looked like he was a CISA product. So um, for those who don't know, um, or that club, that's who he played for growing up at least a little bit um, before going to Clemson and playing. So it's great to see some young talent come in and be hungry and I, I, honestly like pretty impressive that that's his second game ever in MLS mm-hmm. and was able to kind of hold his own for the most part. Oh, um, didn't yeah. stick out. Yeah, I mean, didn't stick out too much because he didn't really seem like he made too many terrible mistakes or anything like that. But um, seemed like he complimented Sergio a lot, and Sergio being more of that box-to-box mm-hmm. um, midfielder within that game. So um, Sergio obviously had that one that one really <laughs> bad pass. Uh, yeah, was, uh, <laughs> which almost <laughs> which almost cost Charlotte a goal potentially there, right? Yeah. Um, but I was I was really happy with Sergio there in that in that. Um, you know, like what that eight position there, that box to box midfield. Um, he seems like he he felt a lot more comfortable compared to early in the season. Yeah, we said this a couple times on the show too that I think when Sergio was initially brought in, we I think the team thought he would play kind of where what Brant's position is that number six role. But I think in MLS he he does fit more kind of higher up the field, and I, I think we'll see over time uh, Sergio get more confidence and get better and better and people are finally going to see why why he was our first signing and and how good he can be and I'm I'm very excited he's he's someone that I I personally like you know when you look at him you can't help but smile and he just seems like a, such a nice great guy and I know he went through some you know personal issues so I really want him just me personally want him to do really well so it's just good to see yeah I mean and as someone who bought his kit I think what that's very early on. I think I, one of the first, very first people to get Sergio's name I, on a I, kit. Yeah, I got it before the the numbers were officially announced. <laughs> so I took a took a nice little guess there. <laughs> but hey, you know, I, I know selfishly you want him to be successful. But I think a, a lot of the fans do. He seems like a really great guy, yeah. um, and is always just very appreciative of the fans whenever you know people do get a chance to say hello to him. So, um, so that, it was an interesting midfield combination there. But um, I know another hot topic or a touchy topic a little bit was. Um, you know, one of our DPs was uh, Camille Yozwiak. So um, getting another start with Christian Latanzio there on that right wing. What did you think of Camille? Because I know I know in Slack and on Twitter there was a lot of, oh, you know, like missed opportunities. I know he had some poor crosses there um, in one of the most recent games against Austin. But um, before I share kind of what my thoughts were, like what did you think of Camille's showing in this game against Houston? So I thought he played, I thought he played well. Um, had some very, very bad misses, and ultimately that's what you're going to be graded on. But uh, for the most part, I thought he you know, was able to take folks on. Uh, we talked about making decisions where you take it to the line, cross it in, or try to cut in and, and try to beat a player. I think he's good at that. Um, I need him to step up a little more, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. Just you know, We just talked about Sergio. So I, I'm hoping over time he gets better and better, gets a little more acclimated. Um, I, I still, the pairing between, I think, Awful and Yozwiak is still, that's still a learning curve there. Um, but, but we'll see. Overall, I thought, he played, I thought he played decent if you take out those misses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I will say at least there's chances being created, which is a lot more so than we had in the very first half of the season, which we, were, we weren't even getting those looks or those opportunities early on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he does have to finish those, especially as a DP. He's got to be able to finish some of those those opportunities, right? Yeah. Um, but I do appreciate, like, he does show some speed. He does feel like he's confident to be able to take some guys on one-on-one, um, which I appreciate as a winger, again, being able to create some chances on his own potentially and not just rely on 
um, taking it to the corner, dribbling it a little bit, and hopefully crossing it with a Hail Mary. And, you know, Matt, I just realized it wouldn't be a true Mint City Soccer Show episode without me making a mistake, and I already made a mistake a second ago. I said Andre was starting at left wing, but it wasn't. It was Jordi Reyna. Right. So what do you think of Reyna's position? Because this is the first start of Reyna um, in almost, what, two months, a month and a half? Um, since a home game here in Charlotte. So what do you think of Reyna being able to get back on the pitch as a starter? Um, again, kind of like a questionable like lineup on paper, but it seemed like it worked out. So what do you think of Reyna there on that left wing? Yeah, I mean, he must have done something in training to, to stand out. I mean, the thing about Reyna is he's just – he's never been consistent, uh, especially in MLS. Uh, this is his third club. The thing is, is like when you – when you see Reyna, he looks the part, right? And you can see what he can do. He came in, and, uh, and again, it's all about, we've talked about intent with the ball. He gets the ball, his head's up, he's crossing the ball in early. He's not necessarily having to you know, dribble all the way to the end line and cross it in. He, he, was, he was really dangerous. I, would just, I just hope that we can see more of that consistently. He tends to me sometimes to look a little... I don't want to say lazy, but just uninterested sometimes. And I don't know what makes me kind of think that. Maybe it's just I, – I don't know. So, um, but, yeah, I thought he was brilliant in, in the first half. Yeah, I think he added a much-needed spark there at times a little bit. Because he, he is a little bit of a different player than Andre. Andre's obviously created some chances and sparks there for us. Uh, but Reyna just seems to have kind of that speed. And there was a few opportunities there um, in the game where, you know, he, he – was able to make a difference there, right? I think the thing that worries me a little bit, just like you were saying, I don't know if it's like, I mean, obviously as an attacker, you're not going to be known to be going back a lot to defend. Mm -hmm. And with Christian Latanzio's kind of tactic a little bit of having that left back and right back pinch in and create more cluster in the midfield, you're really depending on those wings to help support, you know, Fuchs and Awful going back a little bit, right? And Fuchs isn't the fastest guy on the field anymore. Um, and then you're relying on Reyna to be able to come back and support Fuchs at times, sometimes on that, that back left. Um, yeah. There, there's, some, there's some opportunities there a little bit. And I think we saw early in the season where Reyna um, is not the best defensive person in the world um, and does not get back sometimes. So, um, But, you know, it, it worked out for us this game. I'm not going to complain about it too much because it definitely worked out. Um, what else did you like, think from the game? Like, so obviously we had the subs, and it was it was definitely interesting for me to see Carol come out, mm-hmm. and you had Andre get subbed in yeah. uh, for this game. Yeah, um, being you know that that top striker there and making an immediate impact and making that second goal. Um, what do you think of that? The subs and the timing of the subs this week? Because I know that's been a, a touchy topic with us in the past with Miguel, um, and then early on with Latanzio, there were some questionable tweets or remarks about his subs. What do you think about? What he did in this game? I thought the subs were I, – I, I, again, I thought this, this game was kind of a master class. Like, he brings in a, a, kind of some defensive subs at the beginning. You're just like, oh, my, oh God, here we go. Like, are we, are we going to get another draw here? Like, what's, what's going to happen? But then he counters that with a, a, a change up front. And let me tell you this, Andre is the best signing ever. Um, that guy – has come in with a purpose. He's starting to be my like favorite player. <laughs> um, just producing uh, high energy, wants the ball. Um, 
and yeah, I, I thought I thought those subs uh, just killed off Houston because I mean, think about think about the subs that come on, the, all that speed coming on uh, when you're when you're on tired legs, and then you have somebody like Gaines running at you, Andre running at you. It's, it's so incredibly dangerous, and just ha- would have to be just demoralizing to to see that come on. So. Yeah, and you, you kind of touched on it there a little bit with Andre coming on, obviously. Mackenzie Gaines coming on with some speed there a little bit too. Um, Alcivar coming on late in the game there. Um, I mean, When you're looking at productivity there with the chances, I mean, we touched on it a second ago, but you've had multiple chances early on in the game with Camille. You had Mackenzie Gaines have a few chances there, uh, which, by the way, like he's probably the fastest player on our roster, like bar none. Like he is unbelievably quick within that space um and then you know i i do truly think that even though on paper this game if you look at it two to one probably a close game if you didn't watch the game um but it doesn't tell the full story because i do think charlotte had some attacking opportunities which is what we did not see two months ago like it was a lot of chances for us to be able to pull away there potentially um well, I think, What'd you think? Go ahead. Well, Go ahead. I, I think you know if we're talking about playoffs, if we want to entertain playoffs, I mean this is this is what you're this is the type of game that you're wanting, where you the subs coming on are questionably just as good as the folks that just went off the field, um, and you can change the dynamic, you can change the formation, and you have a lot of flexibility. I'm hoping, and what we said on the show multiple times is this second half of the season, I think people are really going to start to see and appreciate all of this depth that we have. And if we can get another addition in that midfield, we're, I think we'll be pretty dangerous. I, I don't know if we've lost too much ground. We've talked about playoff spots and everything like that. But, man, um, this could get really interesting if, if we could bring in one more piece to complement the rest of the team. So I, I promised Jeremy, um, Michael, that I would not – belabor this point too much our local head referee um within slack and on twitter but obviously i have a very personal feeling that charlotte has not been getting a lot of calls lately um but we won't go into it too much but i just want to get your thoughts like did you think that was offsides did you not think it was offsides on houston's one goal in that in that spot so the call on the field was offsides so when you review it you were looking for you were looking for evidence that it was a clear and obvious mistake. To me, it wasn't clear and obvious, so you stay with the ruling on, on the field. But again, we've talked about MLS rules before. What's offsides? What's a handball? Who knows? Especially with, with VAR, and it's supposed to be very cut and dry, but it's not. Um, so, but, but again, like we're not going to get calls, clearly, so you just have to um, you have to do what Harrison Awful didn't do. I mean, you have to go with your man. Uh, Harrison Awful just let him just let him run. Um, maybe he stood there to try to catch him offsides, but I mean, you've got to be you got to be mindful. I think we turned off a little bit there, to be perfectly honest, and and pay the price for it. But I, yeah, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was offsides. I mean, I I, I don't know what else to say, but uh, and we're not going to get those calls, so shouldn't just keep talking about it. Just just go yeah. about our business. I will say it was an amazing goal. Offsides or not, it was a very beautiful goal. Nice little chip over the back line, right between Kalina's legs. Beautiful goal, but should not have been a goal either way. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Charlotte walks away 
two to one with that victory. Any other final thoughts on on Houston as we as we walk away from that game? No, it's just good to get those points, and now we're at home next, and we got to take care of business now too. Awesome, yeah, and we we needed we needed those points, and we got to continue these points here too. So, um, and, you know, obviously we've got Nashville here um, later on this weekend. We'll, we'll talk about the Americana game here in just a second, but um, let's let's transition to some Q and A, Matt. How does that sound? Oh yeah, let's do it. Awesome, and so for those on, on Twitter Space Live, you're going to miss out on the fun transitional music of the Q and A, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll make sure someone edits those in here a little bit later on, but. Um, so first question here, Matt, uh, so from Terry Hines, again, welcome back, Terry, uh, from overseas, but, um, Terry asks in our current formation and style of play, what are the optimal traits? Oh, I'm sorry. That's actually last week's yeah, questions. Oh my God. I mean, I am all over the place right now. I know. Last week's questions. Oh, oh my God. Man. What, what, I mean, Jesus Christ, guys, man, it, it must be really feeling this Bud Light line who is the official sponsor of not us. So, um, so let me start this over guys. So Jerry Michael asked the question. So we were just talking about our, our head referee a little bit. Um, so what is going on with Lindsay? So, um, he, he asks, it's, it's not that awful has been poor, but I really felt like he was a bright spot to the first half of our season. and was obviously a personal favorite being a local guy, um, came up through the Carolinas, um, and seemed like he had some early splashes there. So, um, at first I hoped it was him getting rest. He got a lot of minutes like Kurujo and Bronico, but ever since Latanzio has taken over, he's mostly avoided him. So what do you think's going on there with between awful and uh, Jalen Lindsay? I, I, I don't know if I would say this is a Latanzio thing, um, because pretty sure awful started a couple of games for Miguel. So it seems to me that the coaching staff sees awful and Lindsay very close together. Um, so to me, uh, who's doing what in training, who looks better in training, right? Uh, that could, that can make a determination also too. We've talked about this a couple of times now, like Lindsay has had injury issues in the past. We do play on turf. Um, I don't know if it was expected that Lindsay was going to play and start as much as he did at the, at, at the very beginning. Uh, maybe that that's a testament to, to Jalen. Maybe awful wasn't where he needed to be. I, I'm not sure because I was I'm not in I'm not in training. But I I don't think we'll just keep going too awful. I think there'll be some rotation there. I, I keep saying that I w- I would much rather have Jalen in my starting eleven. Um, just just the only thing with Jalen again, just some awareness. Uh, I think, but that that just comes with playing time and, and years in the league. Um, so I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much. Uh, Jalen signed the extension. Uh, I think we're all good there. Um, but I, I think it really boil, boils down to what's going on in training. Who who looks better? Yeah, and I think I mean obviously some folks have posted on Slack and online that the rumors that the team could be potentially looking at a right back or an upgrade at right back. So mm-hmm. if they are looking at that, to me, that speaks that maybe they, they weren't expecting Jalen to start at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, because if they, if they still had some other players on target, um, you know, yeah. maybe they, maybe they didn't see him starting out right away, but again, testament to Jalen being able to start right away. And I do think it has something to do with probably practice and how they look in training, um, mm-hmm. to see awful kind of just playing 
could be practicing better, right? Could be a little bit more match fit, depending on the situation. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, so. And it could be the opponent and who's coming down that side too, or what type of uh, offense you're looking to run that game and, and style and everything too. And again, <clears throat> so um, we talked about this last episode with a, with a question. For folks that are kind of frustrated that we might sign a right back, uh, look, you, you have to look past this year as well too. Um, you know, Jalen did sign that extension, but we don't know what Awful's going to do. Uh, Awful's a little up there in age, too. This might be his last and only year. So he, we definitely need uh, another right back no matter what. So I wouldn't get too frustrated if that's what we bring in. Um, I do know there's some other needs, but uh, that might be the rationale behind going out and getting a right back if um, – if maybe the front office has a target in mind and they come open, they might try to snatch him up. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Jeremy. And he had a second question here for you, Matt. So how many overall moves do you think Charlotte FC will make in the upcoming transfer window? So for those who aren't aware, there's a transfer window that opens up tomorrow. Um, and there's a lot of rumors swirling around players from overseas. I don't know if we'll touch on that or not, but um you know, he wants to know if there's any possible international slots still hopeful to be returned from working things out with Visa and green cards, and if we have any potential players left who could do that, and are we stuck with just the one? Which I think part of that question got answered earlier today with the trade to L.A., trading an international spot. So we obviously had at least two um, international spots available. We, mm-hmm. we just traded one for 250000 I think, what, general allocation money from L.A., um, so I think that answers that second half of that question. But the first half, again, so how many moves do you think Charlotte makes in this transfer window? All right, first off, I, d- I don't think we're going to sign Jesse Lingard. I'll just say that. So the second part is I I think maybe we sign two players, but I wouldn't be surprised if we only sign one. And And look, like we, the team, might have targets in mind, but they may not be available this summer. They may not be available till after the season is done. So we don't want to sign players just to sign them so we can have fun on Twitter and social media and, you know, like, oh, yeah, we signed somebody because I feel like FOMO happens. We see all these other teams signing players and uh, what are we doing? You know, the little meme with, you know, the stick, like, do something, do something. So, um <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to sign players just just because to be like everybody else. So, um, but I'm I'm sure there's some targets in mind. I would think we bring in one, and we might hold off till to sign the other one till the off season, and we got to see what what we're gonna do with these other players too. So now you said, so who who do you think that we're not gonna sign again? Just to make that clear again, who who is that player? Jesse Lingard. Okay, so you you do not think we're gonna sign Jesse Lingard? So just just to kind of, I know he Swift's gonna be a little damper here for a second. Doesn't think it's gonna happen, but no. um, you know it, there would be a lot of pieces at play that would have to happen. I know Vaughn, um, one of our you know dual citizenship supporter members and guests of the show from occasionally um, shared on Twitter like there, there'll have to be some buy ba- buy downs from some DPS and you know some things here and there. But you know I, I will say. I, there's definitely some FOMO because, you know, Charlotte FC fans could be sitting there looking at L.A. Mm-hmm. right now and being like, oh, not Christian Bale, but Gareth Bale coming mm-hmm. in and some other folks coming in. It's like, you know, okay, what are we going to do, right? We do have the wealthiest owner in MLS, um, and we have the flexibility to do some things like that. But um, I, I get it from stability long term, but also 
selfishly, I do want to make a big splash and be like, hey, I want all of MLS Twitter talking about us for once. Well, I, I think that's going to, I mean, we're a first year team. So I think it's going to, mm-hmm. we need to build a culture, a winning culture. So when these types of bigger name players are thinking about moving, they're not just thinking about, oh, it'd be sure be, would it be nice to be hanging out in Miami or in LA. So um, I think we have to build that before we sign some, you know, major name talent. So do you think we, we do sign a cam though, or an attacking mid, or do you think that's still, or is that off the table? I hope so. Unless again, unless the, the target that we want to bring in is not available this summer, but would be available in the fall, or maybe you get a better price. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not just like you got, you know, funny money and you can be like, Oh, let's go, let's go get this player right now. Uh, things, other, other factors have to fall in line for you to sign a player. But what did, didn't Charlotte get more allocation money as an expansion team, and being able to make those moves like to do that wouldn't that be a waste? Because it isn't. It's not like it carries over the next year, right? Or no? I mean, again, like, are you spending money just to spend it? Like, what are you spending on, and who are you getting in? Um, yeah. I, I know it's fun to. I, I want to sign a player just as much as anybody. Uh, but I want it to be the right player. I don't want to just get someone just for the sake of it. But we need to address some needs. Uh, I think uh, a, a cam is the need that we need to fill. Um, but again, if it's if we're thinking about long term and try to build a franchise like a like a Seattle, uh, maybe you do bring in a right back to think about next year. If if awful if awful is going to be leaving, you have Christian Fuchs. We don't know if he's going to play next season either. So maybe you bring in another left back. I, I don't know. There's a lot of factors in, in play. So I know that's the logical reason, but let me tell you, soccer Twitter would not be happy as if we only sign one or two players and they're both left backs and right backs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm, just, I'm just letting yeah. Yeah, no, they're going to say we're, <laughs> we're cheap and, we, you know, the owners don't like the team and the front office hates winning and doesn't like anything. But I, I, that's not going to be the, the case. You can't say – Oh hey, player, we want you. Here's money. You come now. I mean, the player has to be in a in a good contract position. The agent has to be involved. Um, there's a lot of other factors that people don't really think about. It, it's not like FIFA. I think people play FIFA and they're like, I want this player. Let me negotiate real quick, and then you come here. That's not how that's not how that works in real life. So it's not as easy as moving the right stick over to stall and just wait for a better <laughs> deal to happen. No, no. <laughs> that never works out for me, by the way. So yeah. um, whenever I play, but cool. I, pr- I appreciate the logical perspective there, Swift. So um, the the illogical in me does not, but I, I appreciate the logical side of it. So um, so thanks, Jeremy, for the questions. And so we'll talk about Queen City Cup here a little bit with you too. But um, the next question is from Alex Ventura. So question or questions. Uh, do you guys believe... The players and fans are more confident in this club's ability to accumulate the necessary points to make the playoffs after our first road victory on Sunday. I hope so. I I, I think this game and then who do we play after that? Miami away? Is that right? I believe so. Nashville and Miami, yep. Yeah, I think after the Miami game, you'll have a, a real clear idea if we're if, – if we're, confident enough to make the playoffs that's again i talked about this last last episode i think that's where i'm going to make a determination if we can really make it in or not 
um, it's starting to get stretched. Um, we have teams behind us that have a few games in hand, so that's not good. But, I mean, just like this past weekend, we got a lot of game results that favored us. Um, teams playing each other, a lot of draws. So you just never know. Um, and like I said, some of these teams could, could fall off. Montreal just got waxed by L.A. That could, that could send, you know, I guess derail their season. They could fall down. Uh, I, I don't see Cincinnati staying in fifth. Uh, Orlando City could fall. Um, then on the flip side of that, you, you, Miami's getting some reinforcements. Toronto's getting reinforcements. So yeah. uh, it, who, who knows? We just, we've got to stay consistent play well, create chances. Um, so we'll see, uh, especially after that Miami game, we'll have a better idea, I think. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like you touched on it there, Miami's obviously getting some weapons here just right before they play us. Um, Toronto's doing the same. And, but that stretch there at the end of this month, we actually have us and then our Nashville. And then you have Miami, the Chelsea friendly, and then Toronto. So you, you've got to essentially going from Florida to Charlotte to Toronto all in the seven-day span to play as well. Um, so for me, um, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. I wouldn't say I'm confident that we make the playoffs. I'm hopeful that we are. But just being realistic and looking at it, that we've got essentially a game or two lead on some of these teams and we're barely ahead of them in points is not a great look currently. We've got to win these games the next two to three weeks yeah. um, and, get three, and get three points for us to even be able to talk about it, personally speaking. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, we we're gonna we talked about the points last episode. You're, we're gonna have to win on the road. Miami's one that we can win. Toronto's one that we can win. You turn after that Toronto game away, we play three home games back to back to back. So there could be a possibility where if we could win out those games, because I will say after that we travel to LAFC, we travel to New York. Uh, New York City, play NYFC, um, and then we play Orlando City. So I, I would like to get as maximum points before we go travel to Los Angeles and then New York. Yep. I agree. I, I would say we have a better picture of what this looks like by the end of this month. And I think if that, this this month will make or break us, unfortunately. So, yep. Um, awesome. Bonus question from him is, who do you think scores first uh, for us against Nashville? Uh, oh, good question. Uh, I feel like Swiderski is going to – I think he's due to actually get a goal. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, Nashville's going to be a tough opponent to score against, especially their defense. So mm-hmm. be great if Swiderski can score. I'm going to say Camille scores. Uh, okay. Gets that monkey off his back a little bit with all those chances he missed, I think. He's shown some flashes. I hope he can make something happen there. So That would be good. Yeah. Um, so the next question is from Sean Flynn, who's an MCC member and does a lot of good work in the community as well uh, for us and for those around the area. So um, his question is, Chris Hagart shown some flashes in his limited playing time. Um, so when are we going to see more of him, do you think? I, unless, and hopefully this doesn't happen, I, I, I think he's going to not see a lot of playing time at Charlotte FC this season. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, you know, I would. I don't think that's the expectations. The expectations is him to get playing time somewhere else, to progress and get better, and then start fighting for a, a spot in here. 
Um, so I'm very hopeful about his future. I'm glad he's part of the team. Hope I hope he can stay with the team. Um, but yeah, I'm not concerned about uh, about playing time. He, he's a he's a great guy. I think he's going to be great for the community. So he's going to be a I, I think and has already started to be like a fan favorite. So I'm not putting pressure on him to to jump in this squad and, and do anything. But that doesn't mean that um, when he gets the chance, he 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 can't he can't do something. So he's clearly capable. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think he'll get a ton more minutes this season. Yeah, I, I definitely see some independence time for him currently, especially just coming back from injury pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, I mean, obviously the team values him pretty well. Um, they, they liked him so much that I think they traded for some homegrown rights from Seattle to be able to get him. Um, so, you know, I, they obviously value him and saw some potential in him, so it's not like he's going to go anywhere anytime soon, I don't think. Right. And plus he's young. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think I think soon, but not immediate state. So, yep. good good question, Sean. So uh, this one's from Charlotte FC fan. So I'm guessing that's an account. Um, but this person asked, um, of course, uh, the biggest who's coming in. So thinking about again, we just talked about that on that transfer window. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I feel like we need to get a cam. You don't think it's Jesse coming in, but is there any other players that you think is on the team's radar, or you just wish that was on your bucket list that you would have someone come in? Uh, I'm not. I'm going to use a buzzword. I'm not going to speculate on that right now. Oh, look <laughs> at you! Look at you, sir. You're not going to speculate. Look at that. No. So I mean, I, I do think midfield is the is the immediate immediate need, but that, and that they also oh, share sure. that, that they think so too. Um, they think that's the biggest question mark other than Bronico. So. Um, and we already talked about Lindsay a little bit too, but I guess the last question is, um, what do you think about the training facility? So any updates? Mm. I know you, I know you went to the the practice there yes. at their new spot temporarily, right? Yes. Um, but any news, any thoughts, any speculation from um, from your perspective around the training facility? Yeah. So the we got to go for the first fifteen minutes of training. Um, some some of the the leadership of some of the supporter groups got to go, um, so David, what are you doing? Are you clicking stuff over there? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> um, I'm not sure, man. I don't I didn't hear anything. I don't know. So hopefully <laughs> folks didn't hear that. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the the practice facility. So so far the. There's at least, you know, like one field. It looks really, really nice. Um, there's non, There should be an announcement, I think, soonish. From my understanding, this training facility is going to be badass. And I think it's, I think it's nice that we've kind of, we've actually waited. Um, from my understanding, it's going to, there's going to be multiple fields. I believe the academy is going to be training there. Um, once I get some more info, I'll, I'll share that with you guys. But um, I'm, I was pleased with what I saw, and that's just the beginning. Um, maybe next episode I'll, I'll get some more information. I'll, um, I'll tell everybody and let you know where it's located and all that good stuff and, and see what I can get from the team that I can actually share with everybody. But uh, I think yeah. everybody's going to be pretty pumped about this. Yeah. I mean, think about it too. Like, whatever the training facility they build, it's got to be able to support the academy potentially, the ne- the new MLS Next program that's coming out, and then yep. obviously the first team. So, yep. um, it'll be great if they can make this a pretty big deal. Um, granted, selfishly, I wish they would have done this a year or two ago, but it, it sounds like just from what you were sharing there, it could be worth the wait. So, yep. 
Awesome. So uh, thanks, Charlotte FC fan account. So this next one is from Roy Coles. Um, so they, um, excited. Uh, are you excited with the signing of, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, Jesus or uh, for Arsenal? So are you excited for that, uh, Swift? I've been told multiple times that I'm not allowed to talk about Arsenal anymore on the show. <laughs> but, yes, I, I, I am excited about that signing. Uh, you guys almost threw me through a loop there. I almost said Jesus or Jesus, one of the two, because I have no idea who it is. So, well, I was like, it can't be Jesus. So, <laughs> so from an Aston Villa fan, uh, should I be excited over today's announcement of selling an international spot for GAM? Um, so, I mean, they thought we loaned out Franco to free up another one. Um, so just kind of trying to understand the MLS structure for this GAM, TAM, thank you, man, kind of thought process. I don't know how excited you can get for getting, <laughs> getting allocation money, uh, but we'll just see We'll see what's done with it. And, uh, you know, let's look what's done this summer and let's look uh, in the offseason too. Again, it's not – we want to make the playoffs, of course, but is it, it's about building a, a true – powerhouse of a franchise not a team that's going to win one year and then we don't make the playoffs the next and then we eke in the next like we want to build something special here and you can't do it in the first season it's just not how it's done um again i think i think seattle is the prime example Uh, i think they did stuff really well early on uh but they've they've kept that going um I think Nashville too is a, is another team to, to kind of emulate and, and look at. So, um, but we'll we'll see what they do with with all this money. But don't don't get upset if we don't splash money around. I know the thing came came out saying looking like we don't spend any money. But look, you look at Andre, look at how much money or how less money we spent on that player, and tell me that we're not doing good business. Look at look at our roster and what we what we bought these players for. Money, like the actual figure of the money, does not correlate to wins. Go ask Miami about that, right? Even teams like uh, LAFC and and like Atlanta and Austin, like they don't they don't spend a ton of money. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing uh, Atlanta wishes they wouldn't have spent as much as they have with the with all the injuries that they have this season. But spending money does not necessarily mean wins. It's yeah, the, I mean, yeah, it's the quality and how you do it. And uh, we have people on this staff that that knows the rules, knows how to buy down things. Um, so I think we should be we please don't don't look at don't look at a stupid list and be like oh we're at the bottom of the league we suck people don't know what they're doing that's that's just not the case. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just call out um, you know one of the original co-hosts of this show Johnny Wakefield when that last statement there just don't don't panic and freak out about the spend there Johnny so yeah um, but no that's good good point Swift so I appreciate it so. Uh, this next question is from Michael Volak. So, uh, with the su- with the successful first season thus far, attendance wise, what would it take in terms of Charlottesville to get their own soccer specific stadium? And is that even a possibility with an NFL owner and an NFL stadium? Man, that's a good question. It's something that I think we've debated for uh, before the even team was uh, team name was was announced. Um, I think there's always a possibility with David Tepper. Um, I think again, 
if this team takes off and it's doing well, there is a possibility to get our own stadium. Um, I, I think that's still a few seasons off. Uh, again, I look at Nashville. Um, they, they kind of went through this, the same thing. Um, I, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, you, you touched on Nashville there for a little bit. They shared an NFL stadium there their first two seasons. Um, and I don't know if you saw the news recently, Matt, with Bruce Arenas as well with the New England was even on, on quoted just by saying, "Hey, you know, we're a little behind the times here in New England. Um, we're trying to play. We're, we're trying to play catch up." Um, and there, he he definitely sees them playing in a different stadium other than Gillette here in the future. Yeah, um, they, so even got even to. New England. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in New England, they've been in the league for twenty six years. So yeah, let's yeah. Let's, I mean, let's, so maybe it won't take us that long. I God, I hope it doesn't take us twenty six seasons. Me and you will be in the supporter sections fifty plus years old. Um, jumping up and down at that point. So it'll be good. <laughs> um, awesome. So good good question there, uh, Michael. So I appreciate it. So the next question we have here is from Timothy Shaner. So could this win be a turning point in our season and give us momentum for the rest of the year? I, I hope so. I feel like this is a good confidence booster, right? Because, again, we got we got lucky, and sometimes that, that, that helps, like, I feel like if you're if you're getting calls against you and things are not going your way, you can hang your head a little bit. And but uh, it, it's good to get a little bit of luck and then create all those chances. So I'm hoping this will build confidence. And you saw the celebration in the locker room after that win, right? Uh, you saw how excited they were. Uh, and I think that just builds confidence. And we'll we'll see Saturday because Nashville's really really good and we've got to take care of business. So we'll we'll see how they respond. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. God, I hope so. So we got two more questions here for us, Matt. So this uh, second to last is from Kate. And Kate, I apologize. I'm probably going to butcher your last name here. So Matt obviously did this on purpose to make me read these <laughs> questions. Um, but uh, Kosturski, I believe, is how you pronounce it. So uh, since we didn't get to it um, last week, after Chelsea, so obviously we have the friendly with Chelsea coming up here soon. Um, who would you like to see Charlotte play next in a, in a in a friendly? So this could be next year, future seasons, and you can't say Arsenal, sir, because I know mm. Arsenal will be your go-to. So someone other than Arsenal. Yeah, I would like. You know, I I, I go back and forth on this. I, I the Chelsea game is coming at a time that's not great. <laughs> I, I, ideal, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, like again, if we're talking about building awareness building culture getting fans that maybe haven't come to a game yet out uh this is how you do it this is how you build things so i would like to keep doing these i just want to be very careful when we do them uh i like to you know play a team from from mexico um yeah i think that would be really cool um yeah, or any other. I mean, of course, the the big draws, of course, like Real Madrid, uh, Liverpool, teams like that that have been that have played here in Charlotte before. That would be nice, since I can't say Arsenal, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say a team from Mexico would be would be really really cool. I think. Yeah, I, I was gonna say a team from Liga MX, maybe Pumas for uh, for Chico, since that's his go to team a little bit. Um, but I'll be remiss to be able to not say Fulham for Matt Chantry. It'd be great to see if Fulham would come over here and play. But I highly doubt that, that would happen. So I know. <laughs> nobody nobody wants other, to see the, that. 
the, the other London team, so that's okay. Um, so uh, the last question here is from Mike Ferris. So um, with McNeil, Brant, and Sergio looking good this past Sunday in that midfield, um, and does Ben get relegated to a late sub with fresh legs, or do you think Ben and McNeil kind of have this rotation, throw Alcivar in there at times? What do you think? I do think Ben starts this this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's my that's going to be my answer. I I think to rotating Ben out is nice, and having other options is nice. But I I think Ben comes right back in. I I don't think McNeil's going to be a long term option. Uh, I think for that particular game, it worked. Uh, not that it can't work again, or but uh, we'll see. But, I, yeah, I think Ben will be back in the starting lineup. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think McNeil will be good, fresh legs, sub, occasional starter here and there. Um, but I think I think Bender's definitely shown that he deserves to continue to start. Um, and I'd love to see him with, with Sergio there in the center there a little bit and have them kind of interchange um, between being that, that 8 and that 10 potentially. So, But, yeah. Awesome. A lot of questions here tonight, Matt, so I appreciate it. Thanks for all the folks adding in the, the questions there, and apologies for getting last week's questions there at the very start there at the beginning. But it's okay. True David fashion. I have two mistakes down. I just need one more for a good old strikeout. So, um, so Matt, let's talk a little bit about heading into this game at the this weekend. So uh, Charlotte obviously has um, a home game against Nashville on Saturday night, and it is the Americana-themed night. So um, obviously the team at MLS is doing these different themes or different priorities, however you want to look at it. We've had a unity match, pride match. Uh, we have Americana match here now. Um, so let's talk to the, let's talk to the listeners a little bit about what this game is a little bit. I know you have some stuff to share as well. Yeah. So Americana night, it's going to be fun. Um, there are, they're opening up the upper bowl. Um, and I think tickets are starting at $15. So if you have friends that you know haven't come to a game yet maybe they're on the fence uh i would tell them about this game this would be a perfect one it's going to be a a fun night and like i said i think it's going to be a big crowd um so yeah so tickets are available the the first twenty thousand fans in attendance will receive a five dollar bojangles gift card that's kind of cool what yeah um (laughs) there's also for the first ten thousand fans in the stadium they will receive a We'll receive one limited edition collectible matchup poster. Um, Did you see who's on the poster, by the way? No, I haven't seen it yet. They they shared a tease of it on Twitter today, and it is a monument of Sir Minty himself. Who doesn't on want that, that poster? Well, there you go. I mean, I mean, I I need to have that framed and put in our bedroom because of how amazing Sir Minty is. I mean, that's so. that, that's that's priceless. So, um, um, there's also for, uh, there's going to be an interactive post-match light show, uh, presented by Ally. So stick around, stay in your seat and, uh, enjoy, I guess the first ever interactive light show. That's, um, I had some friends comment on the lights last match. They're like, Oh, this is new because you know, they've been to Panthers games and stuff like that. They're like, Oh, this is, this is kind of new and, and cool. And I'm like, well, yeah, it's not even, even at night so they could they could do even more so it, it's going to be really really cool to see um what yeah because i think the only i think the only other game they've done that with is um the la or uh, sorry the la galaxy game yeah um, and, and, and they did that at halftime so that was a pretty cool um 
you know, perk there within that space. So, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, what, what about, I mean, do you know about the, the party on Mint Street that they're having as well? Yeah, they're calling it the, uh, the Bash at the Bank. So this starts at 4 o'clock. Um, there's going to be a DJ, food trucks. There's going to be a fire truck, uh, kids' fun zone with inflatables, uh, face paint artist, and I believe Mr. Minty is going to be making an appearance. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to get a photo with Sir Menti, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 also too, uh, some of the supporter groups are going to be setting up tents, uh, so it will allow uh, folks to learn more about the supporter groups, uh, meet some of those members. So it's gonna be it's gonna be really really nice. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, oh yeah, and because it's Americana Night. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter yet. I've got it. I believe, David, you um, you have it as well. They're going to be – the team is going to be wearing during warm-ups the, uh, the Americana uh, pre-match top. Um, so if you haven't seen those yet, it will be available in the team store before the game and I guess during the game. Um, and no, I do not know if they have more Kalina jerseys. <laughs> um, I think I think they've already confirmed that they're. I think they're not going to have any more clinic jerseys for this game because I think they sold out in like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes uh, last week. Yeah, I was not able to get one, so I am waiting uh, for those to come back in. And as soon as those do, I will be on Twitter to let everybody know. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I so I'll be remiss. I, I, we, we do have a little plug here for Queen City Cup, but I have one question that we did not answer. Um, and it's a friend of the show, so I have to I have to ask the question, Matt. Okay. Um, so this one's from Russell Varner a little bit. And so I think we may have answered this one already on uh, Twitter, but he wants to know, should he buy an Andre Shinyashiki jersey? And if so, why? All right, I'll give you two reasons why. One, number 16 is my favorite number, and it's an amazing number. So there's one. <laughs> and then two, Andre is a fantastic player. Um, so yeah, you'd be, uh, Russ, you're going to be dumb to not get one. Yeah, so I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I know I just answered very, very short on Twitter. Like, yes, get, get that, get that Jersey. But, um, thanks. Thanks Russell. And thanks for all that you do. And make sure you check out Russell on social to adopt Dodger, by the way, I'm going to keep plugging that until Dodger finds a home. So, <laughs> um, th- thanks for all that you do, Russell. So, um, but now what, let's, let's talk about anything else from Americana night, Matt. I think that's it. Uh, I did reach out to the team to try to get an idea of, like, uh, I think people have some questions about um, how many tickets have been sold. I don't have an exact number, but it looks like they've opened up some sections on the north sideline, on the Graham, Graham Street side. Uh, and with the, the festivities and everything, they thought it was a perfect opportunity to open up those sections. Uh, looks like uh, tickets have been selling really, really well. So we'll we'll see. Hopefully the weather stays good <laughs> but we'll see yeah I, I, I you say that as more thunders thunder rolls through my my backyard here so yeah. i'm definitely tired of these summer late night uh storms so yeah. um but cool let's let's talk about uh queen city cup here just for a second so i i, I want to make sure i did a nice little plug for our friend jeremy here because he, he helps organize this entire tournament but um at, did you play with us last year in the queen city cup matt i don't think I, you did i did not oh 
man, I think it's because he just had like a newborn or something like that. Not sure. That's exactly why. (laughs) (laughs) Something, something important like that happened. So, um, but no, for those who, for those who don't know, this is actually a a tournament that happens every year. Um, and it's really cool because it's, it's an open tournament. Um, they, they play at the Matthew sports complex. And so, um, we actually had a team last year, Met City Collective, um, with some QC Royal folks because we were, we were fielding our first team, um, ever for this tournament. Um, and they, they do different divisions. So they have like a co-ed, a men's over 40, open competitive, open intermediate, and then they have a women's league and it's 11 v 11 there in Matthews. Thank God it's unlimited subs. So you don't have to worry about that perspective. Um, but the cool thing is, is like, you know, you get to play with local folk folks, um, it, you can be as competitive as you want it to be. Um, you don't. You can go into just the intermediate or open intermediate league if you don't want to be super competitive. Uh, but the cool thing is, is that there's a thousand dollar cash prize minimum for each division winner, and you are guaranteed to play at least four games. Um, and it, the cool thing is, they have food trucks, they have vendors there. I know, like last year, I think I think that like the the Gatorade drink or whatever it was like BioSteel. I think you see it at the grocery store or like the gas <laughs> station. They were just like passing out cases of BioSteel, and I remember. Uh, Brandon Lewis, I think, had like a cooler full of it just for free and drank that for like a month because he got so much of it. But it's a really cool tournament. It's a, it's really great. They they do a lot of stuff there. And Jeremy actually said, so it is the same weekend as the Charlotte FC game as they take on the Chicago Fire. But he said, rest assured, they will make sure all the tournament games are done in time for folks to go to the Charlotte FC game. And they're actually partnering with Charlotte FC, where they're going to have some folks there at the field selling tickets potentially um, with some deals there for some folks to encourage them to go to Charlotte FC match. Nice. Um, so check out the tournament. I know Mint City Collective might have two teams this year, Matt. Yeah. To be able to play in this tournament. So are you going to play this year? I, I'm going to. I'm going to attempt to play. We'll have to Good. see. My my Just wife don't have, have my wife have may have other plans. We'll have to see. <laughs> so. You know, just just have Todd watch the 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 one year old. It's totally fine. You know, it's it's. I think that's totally acceptable. Or you know, just don't have a surprise baby out of nowhere this next month or two. So I think Be yeah, good. I think that's all right. And for people who don't know, Todd is my dog, not 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 another <laughs> not another family member. Well, I think we all remember Todd from last episode with his. Uh, with his hellos here and there yeah. from, from time to time. So, but if you haven't signed up, um, they do have some registration open and um, they technically it says on the site end of June special. I don't know if it's still on. So Jeremy, I don't know if that's still available or not, but if it is great, but you can still register online. Um, it's a team fee. So depending on how many players you have, you can pitch in and make it pretty cheap. I know like with the amount of players we're gonna have with Mint City Collective, I think it's only gonna be like 40 bucks a person mm-hmm. plus the, the registration fee right so um, and the registration fee is actually official through North Carolina Players Association because it is a um, actual credited event from the Players Association and the Refs Association there in North Carolina Um, so Matt if you want to make it official and be scouted by Thomas this is the game to do it because it's actually official yeah I was going to say if you if you get enough credits and you you get to be MVP of your team you get to join Charlotte FC and their last home game. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that is that what the premise of the the reality show is? They're actually just going to come and film the Queen City Cup. Is that For what that's going to happen? So. This is the reality show. No, um, uh, that's, that's really really cool. Um, I, I before before I forget, there is one more thing that I was made aware of tonight. Unless you yeah, have please. anything else. So nope. I guess, um, and I'm I'll I'll send out some more information through 
Mint City and just my personal uh, account. But Brant Bronico is, oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. is hosting the his first annual grind set uh, grind set party. Uh, I believe that's going to be in August the 28th uh, from like 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And it's going to be uh, it's a party to benefit beds for kids. Uh, and again, lots more information going to be coming out. I'll, I'll be pushing this out for sure because I definitely want to help uh, Brant. It's a definitely for a good cause. But I was made aware of that tonight. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And um, thank you. James Perez for teeing me up on that and telling me about that. It seems like it's going to be going to be really really cool. And then the other thing before I forget, uh, we have had some questions from uh, people asking like, "What is expected uh, XG?" Uh, we have a, a great Twitter handle MCC Analytics. Our our friend Daniel has been running that account and has been doing amazing with it. But we've had some questions about what that means. Uh, we thought next episode we'll go in a little more detail about that and explain everything for people that uh, are not sure, maybe new to soccer. Yeah, be great. Um, at, you know, I know I've learned a lot this season just from that. And so, Daniel, thanks for all that you do. I love the um, the circle analysis. I don't know the official name for it, but being able to see that and see how players compare, it's it's super super awesome to see. So, um, awesome. Well. Matt, anything else that you wanna you wanna plug here before we end the show tonight on on Twitter? I think that's all that I've got. Awesome. Well, again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, hopefully, we can get this episode out somehow uh, because our, our amazing producer is on vacation. So we're gonna we're gonna try to get this out quickly. But um, we really appreciate all the interaction, the live shows, and the questions you guys send. So keep it up. I promise I won't mess up the questions next time for yes, you guys. Yes, he will. Don't. Uh, don't. Yeah, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> you know what? That's gonna be my ongoing thing now. Is I'm just gonna read one question from the previous week just to see if you catch it, Matt. So it'll be good. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Man, I was not good tonight, sorry.